Welcome to another episode of Who Do You Deserve To Be? Um, today's guest is very inspirational, uh, motivating. Um, some of the work she's done for mental health is, is amazing. Um, I won't go into too much detail. I'll let her tell her story and talk all about it. So welcome to uh, Jess Robson. Hi, thank you for having me here. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Um, so, yeah, your, your story, how did you get started and why and what motivated you? Uh, yeah, so I think it makes sense to give a little bit of context around myself and my own mental health because that is the best way to explain why I set up Run Talk Run in the first place. And I often struggle to sort of pinpoint where and when I started to struggle first with my mental health. I think for me, it was probably um, sort of my early years. I was one of those children that people would label as being shy and quiet um, and just a bit distanced, really. And that's fine in your sort of childhood years. But as I moved into my teenage years, that shyness was clearly social anxiety. I felt extremely paranoid all the time, high state of anxiety all the time, constantly overanalyzing my every move, wondering if I was sticking out like a sore thumb and just experienced such an intense scale of emotion, like more than I probably should have been. So if I felt a little bit sort of sad about something that would quickly escalate into severe distress thinking my whole world was going to fall apart wondering why I was here at all and it's only with hindsight now that I can see in my teenage years I was definitely experiencing anxiety and depression um, I didn't know it at the time didn't know how to get support for it and ended up developing an eating disorder um, bulimia as a way of sort of just managing my emotions the best way I could at that time. Uh, since those teenage years, I have found, I guess, multiple ways to um, cope with the intensity of my emotions. Uh, one of those things were, that I found was at 19 when I started running. Uh, but I can't say that running sort of saved me from being <laughs> ill with my mental health again. Like I've been depressed uh, many times since it's something that I manage daily really and in 2017 I found myself in a particularly bad place with it um, I was living in London at the time and doing all the things that you're meant to do when you're depressed you know I was going to therapy I was taking my antidepressants doing everything I thought I should um, but nothing seemed to be really working like I still felt terrible um, and I found myself going home to Sussex every weekend going to the countryside to be of my parents because London just felt like a lot when I was depressed it felt a bit overwhelming so to be able to escape was um, a real relief for me and I'm quite lucky that I have a mum who runs as well and her only sort of way of helping me was to drag me out <laughs> on those weekends to run with her. That was her way of saying, I care. 
she didn't really understand mental health I'll be honest like she isn't necessarily the best person to talk to about such things but she did know how to lift my mood through running but what I discovered on those runs was whether she likes it or not I started opening up way more on those runs than I was in therapy I started telling her the dark thoughts and the suicidal thoughts just the heaviness that I was experiencing and it got towards the end of the summer and she very kindly nudged me and said look I think you need to go find some running friends in London you know this is obviously working well for you um and I mean I was still depressed you know like I was still very hesitant to go and do that but I looked at what was available to me in London uh, reluctantly and all that I could see were fast running groups cool running groups uh, running groups where they claimed to be good vibes only now for a depressed girl experiencing social anxiety good vibes only was like my worst nightmare <laughs> I, I couldn't do that so I wanted to create my own space. I wanted to create, recreate the space that I'd had with my mum where it was a gentle 5K where you can talk about the hard stuff. And so I decided to create Run Talk Run from there. Um, I put myself outside a station one Thursday evening and invited people to come and run with me. And I haven't looked back since. Wow, that's amazing. And you've just grown and grown because I've seen on your on your LinkedIn and that, and it, you've just, you've grown, you've extended to America, I see, and other, is it other places as well? Yeah, so um, we're now a community of 170 support groups. So what started as just my one support group in London, very quickly snowballed into a movement uh, where people were saying they wanted to set the same support up in their hometowns. And in the early days, that made sense, you know, the more support, the better. And now it really is this, this massive beast of global <laughs> support, which is it's wonderful. It's amazing how many kind people there are in the world that want to provide that for people. Yeah, definitely. And it's going back into earlier days with parents and that, they didn't really understand, they didn't really get the experience of mental health like we do now. We're so much, we're so more, so much more open with mental health. Mm. I don't. There's still more, uh, a lot more room for improvement. Don't get me wrong. There's still so much more that needs to be done. But it, it helps, like what you did with your mum. It helped her understand, and it helped, and that taught her something how to deal with, help you to deal with your. Absolutely, with your yeah. And um, I think we all still have a lot to learn. I still have a lot to learn. There's so many different sort of um ways that people experience their mental health that i i don't i'm not educated on and <laughs> i think you can only be truly compassionate when you are educated on what someone's experience might be like um so yeah we i do agree we've come a really long way um especially in the last five years or so but the the, the stigma still definitely exists we oh, still have yeah. Plenty yeah. long way yeah. to keep going. Uh, yeah, the, the stigma for me, I've spoke with previous guests where there needs to be more on, people watch TV a lot. People are on 
social media a lot. Technology is a big, big thing. But when you go through technology and your TV and whatever, you other than that one time when it's that mental health awareness week or that mm-hmm. month or that one day of the year, you don't see anything about mental health. I feel that there needs to be done more through social media and, and on the television as well, adverts bring talking about it and there needs to be much more. What's your views on that? I agree. It's not a conversation that we can have just twice a year. I think we all have a real responsibility that we play ourselves in having these conversations every day, not just relying on brands to tell us to have conversations, but to to actually go out of our way and be a bit more compassionate in our day-to-day lives. And it doesn't have to be on like a grand scale of starting a mental health startup. I mean, like that's quite an anomaly, but just... I guess like looking at your inner circle, the people that you have around you and just paying close attention, like not getting too sucked up into your own life and really making sure that the people around you are doing okay. Um, that's, that's our responsibility to look out for each other. Definitely. And that circle will just get, that circle of people will just grow and get bigger. And that's when it starts spreading and start catching on to a wider variety of people. And, and, Saying that, you've started working with, I saw on your LinkedIn today that, congratulations, you're working with some GPs now, I believe. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, not, not necessarily no. directly. I no. mean, our regional leader for the West Midlands is um, leading his run talk run from his practice. He is a GP. Right. And um, yeah, he would love to help run talk run spread our support across many more GP surgeries because it truly is the best place to have a run to run yeah, of course it is, right yeah. at that point where people are seeking support um so it's definitely something I want to explore more like how we can utilize social prescribing um to sort of reach more people who need us yeah definitely it's a great idea because so many times in the past it has got better since um when I was having my problems many years ago, um, it was such a volatile, fragile situation. And back then, you were easily pushed away with medication. Just give you the tablets and that was it. Don't give you any advice where to go or anything like that. And that sort of aspect that has grown, but there's still so much more with GPs and that, that they need, some of them still need some sort of training into deal with that Mm, absolutely I think you know the statistic that I put on that post that you saw on LinkedIn (laughs) just it shocked me um that 40% of their conversations with patients are about mental health so if their training is not 40% mental health then we're doing something wrong (laughs) their training (laughs) should should match that of course and it's scary to think how much that 40% has been since the start of the pandemic mm. or because I know numbers have grown rapidly since the start of the pandemic because people have been shut in and closed away from society basically. Absolutely we we rely on community yeah. and seeing other humans <clears throat> like yeah. to be connected to other humans is what is vital for our well-being. 
and to sort of take that away for an extended period of time like it's gonna have a consequence and not only that you know there's financial stress that people face like it's like putting all the worst um threats to our mental health together and being like okay go deal with that um yeah it's it's definitely a crisis moment yeah definitely there's something that we can all do to to help that yeah and i i I bet you've had a lot more people join your run talk run since the pandemic have you as well we have yeah so many people wanting to start one wanting to join one um we're seeing a massive rise in in females wanting to run with us because they don't necessarily feel safe running alone like there's so many things going on in the world that make group running just make sense yeah and it gives the people the the confidence like you said with the, the women that don't want to run alone it helps and gives them the confidence and for later on to maybe be able to go out running on their own and that is I suppose in that way that's a fear that's mentally related as well because of so many things that have happened yes to lone women out running absolutely yeah no it's it's cool to be able to provide a space for that yeah yeah it's amazing um I'm a big big believer in um youth and mental health and youth um I believe there's so much more that needs to be done in schools to help children in because you were saying when you were younger you had problems with your social anxiety and that and and connecting with people and feeling shy and there's there's so many pressures with kids with like trying to fit in Mm. trying to find where they they need to go in life the direction in life of education and making new friends what's your advice because yeah what's your advice for kids these days yeah i think I think the hardest thing that I experienced was not knowing how to articulate what I was feeling Um, and I guess not being given enough opportunities to say I'm feeling rubbish like not many people would check in with you emotionally you know we you know teachers would obviously ask how everyone is but like to go deeper with a student and actually give them the time and the space to say I'm not okay I think maybe I'm not addressing your question in the right way but <laughs> I think what I think a student should do if they are struggling with their mental health is to have a look at the ways in which you could articulate that to someone close to you it might be easier to put that in a letter rather than actually face your parents or your teachers to say that you're struggling sometimes it is easier to put things on paper and maybe give your parents a letter to say that I'm not coping with x y or z and and that's that's an easier way sometimes or just to talk to your friends you know your friends are likely to be experiencing many of the same things that you are and it's only with hindsight where I've spoken to my friends now as adults where I realised that a lot of the insecurities I had as a teen were the same insecurities that they had as well. And I wish we'd all spoken about them back then. I'd felt far less alone, but we didn't. So, you know, talking to your friends, it's scary, but it's worth it because they might be feeling the same. Yeah, definitely. Um, And I think personally, I believe that 
there should be some sort of like with first aid training you, you put a plaster teachers put the, they put plaster on a cut you can't put plaster over mental health and if teachers had that mental health first aid training or some teachers were allocated to have that and the, the kids knew that there was that facility in school like you said and if they didn't feel brave going forward writing it, writing it down is, is amazing where well, I've known so many people to write all their feelings down and it, it's amazing how much it just the pressure it takes lifts off them when they just write it down and give it in but if they had that extra support in school with teachers because they spend more of the time than they do with their own parents when it's in school term and it'd be amazing if they could have that really and take the like I said take the pressure off oh I wholeheartedly agree I think the the best way to support people is to meet people where they're at right and those kids are at school every day so that is the appropriate place to be providing support you know that's that's where they're turning up that's where you're seeing that they're not okay so yeah I mean to have support more support in schools would be a great thing but yeah yeah, I guess (laughs) it's a slow process (laughs) of course it is yeah yeah definitely and what are your plans for the future with um run talk run what have you got coming up so our goals this year are simply to reach those areas in the UK where there is still a gap (laughs) there are some harder to reach communities when it comes to the mental health conversation like we assume that like everyone in the UK is like talking about it very freely but we're noticing that you know particularly in the northwest and northeast like there are pockets of the UK where there is far less support and the same can be said for like small towns and villages like the cities seem to be doing pretty well at like providing support but it's those smaller towns where we want to be targeting so that's our focus for this year targeting the communities where there's not enough support already there and um yeah just just going with that really to be honest like improving our accessibility to the support is is our goal always wow and it's just just incredible work what you're doing i i looked for i actually joined one of your your facebook group the run talk run facebook group um and it's incredible some of the work that you're doing and how much you're growing and you just recently joined you just recently did a um, you went to a conference or something, didn't you? Or an awards thing or something like that along those lines? Uh, yeah. Was that Run Talk Run? Was that? Yeah, yeah. so um, the awards thing last was last year. Um, oh, okay. UK Active Awards. Um, and this, you're talking about the, the Burns Bull celebrations that, oh, that the right. mental health fundraiser went right. two weeks ago. Um, no, I do. I do immerse myself in as many mental health um, yeah. or physical activity um, sort of conferences and things that there are going. So I think there's always so much more that we can learn from each yeah. other in in these spaces. So. Definitely. And with your experience, and what advice could you give to anybody that's dealing every day? Because I always I have a colleague. I have a couple of colleagues at work that do struggle with social anxiety and I always remind them that they're so brave and amazing because 
they find the courage to get out of bed and turn up to work and do an eight-hour shift. It's amazing because when I struggled with my mental health, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't mm-hmm. want to leave the house. And the courage they have, it's it's unbelievable. But there's some people out there that don't have that that courage. And what's your advice to them to have that courage? I would say that, you know, there are spaces that are out there for you. You know, sometimes when you're experiencing social anxiety, you feel like you're just so different from everyone else that you're coming across, your colleagues or your family. Like, I even struggled with my family sometimes. I was like, God, you're so loud. And I I barely want to open my mouth. Like, I felt so different. And when you're experiencing social anxiety, it can be like that. Um, And I just want those people to know that there are spaces where your people are (laughs) like I mean I found my people that run talk run I found my people who don't pressure me to be loud or like over the top energy like I can be the quiet girl that I am and I think when you find your people that's when you just blossom and you you do grow in confidence because you know that you can be yourself you don't have to put on like a front for someone else. Like you're okay yeah. as you are. Yeah. I promise you. Yeah. Well, um, I just want to say thank you for that. That was amazing. She, her voice, uh, everyone just listen to her advice because she's been through it and some of the stuff she's doing now, you're doing now is amazing. Um, and we can all get there and achieve those goals like you are with, with your mental health it's amazing it's the courage you have to to do that run talk run and help others as well um when you still have bad days it's it's amazing um and i thank you for that and i'm sure all my listeners thank you for that as well um thank you <laughs> and people in, into running um into exercise but don't quite have the confidence to do it just connect with 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 Jess and their Run Talk Run team because they're doing some incredible stuff and it's very inspiring. So thank you again for sharing everything and coming on and inspiring my listeners. Yes, it's amazing. Um, And I will leave my, as I do with all the other episodes, I'll leave my guests with one question. And the reason Mm -hmm. why I call this show this show is who do you deserve to be? That's my question to all my listeners. Um, And just, go and get that person you deserve to be. And thanks again for coming on, Jess. Thank you. Am I meant to answer that question? <laughs> you can do as well if you like, yes. Oh, no. I was just thinking, oh, I don't know. No, thank you for having me here. It's been lovely to talk. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you very much for coming on.